to the Red Wave Report, the number one rated Fresno State podcast, the official free podcast of thebarkboard.com. The thoughts and opinions are that of the show host and in no way reflect the thoughts and opinions of the university. And now, here's your hosts. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Red Wave Report. I am Lucio Reek, and of course, I'm being joined by my trusty co-host, Mr. Lorenzo Reyna. Lorenzo, how are you doing today? Lucio, I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of rolled my way in here because of Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've had a busy... Uh, it, it, it's always kind of hard for us during the holiday time because we've got so much going on personally that uh, to kind of get on the same type of schedule for podcasting sometimes can be a little daunting, especially now uh, that Lorenzo has a new, pretty much a full-time job now, working for a newspaper out in Santa Maria. Is that correct, Lorenzo? Yeah, Santa Maria Times. And, but you know what, though? I mean, I'm still I'm still rolling with the bark board. I'm still trying to um, sort through like all the recruiting news going on and even had to say no to Mr. Turkey to make sure that I would... Uh, <laughs> I would continue to move on. So, well, and we've got so much going on right now. Uh, we're finishing up the high school playoffs. Uh, we've got uh, you know f- personal obligations that we're trying to do. Your job, your they have you running around a lot lately, from what I can tell, covering all yeah. kinds of different sporting events. Yeah, there's. I mean, not only the winter sports, but also taking trips to like Orange County and um, even Rancho Cucamonga, and um, just trying to. Try to slug it out with that traffic down there, which is a fight you're never going to win. But, you know, you know, it's been fun with the San Maria Times. And um, also, we're having a grand old time trying to track down what's going on at Fresno State because it's funny because we joke that, jokingly, we think that it's moving like a glacier. Well, in reality, it's moving like a speedboat. Uh, well, yeah, we're 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 having fun just trying to keep up with everything. But uh, between the three of us, I believe we've been doing a – uh, one hell of a job just trying to keep everything in order and trying to get all that information flowing to the bark board the best that we can. But Lorenzo, before we get started with our show, uh, there's a little shout out that we, we need to do because uh, I was at the last Barkboard tailgate for the last home game. And um, uh, there was a Mr. Steve Burns. He always puts on a tailgate for the bark board. And well, I, we need to do a shout out to, to him and his classroom at the Santa Lucia Elementary School out there, and um, because he he actually listens to the show and has his classroom listen to it whenever uh, any of his students want to, and uh, we have to give them a shout out uh, just oh, just wow. for the students uh, because he he plays an, an entire, every episode. Entire, I mean, you see, it goes to show you we do this for the kids. <laughs> yeah, we so kids we've got a little you know following. What, yeah, you know what though. Shout out to Mr. Burns. Shout out to his classroom. I mean, hopefully more and more classrooms will listen to this show. And, folks, we're going to keep it PG. Yeah, like we always do. So, Lorenzo, why don't we jump right into it? I mean, there's uh, you know, there's a number of things that we can cover. And, first of all, let's, let's go ahead and start off again with, uh, you know, everybody wants to know what's going on with the coaching hires as far as the assistant coaches. Uh, because, you know, Tedford has been busy out recruiting. But at the mm-hmm. same time, he's been trying to fill out his uh, assistant coaches. And there's there's reports coming out l- lately of a couple of coaches 
out of the UNLV. And uh, Lorenzo, tell us a little bit more about that because uh, I believe the Review Journal out in um, in Nevada there is reporting some news. Or yeah, so this story came via the Las Vegas Review Journal, the newspaper that covers UNLV. But they reported that Jamie Christian and JD Williams. Two longtime assistants at UNLV, they are well on their way over to Fresno State now. It was, I want to say, about over a week ago when the two guys were officially um, parting ways with UNLV. And immediately the perception was these guys are coming on board to Fresno State. I mean, they're Fresno State grads. They played at Fresno State. I mean, they got that Pat Hill and Jim Sweeney connection. And, you know, the reports are, according to the Review Journal, is that these two guys are about to be the next Tedford hires for this coaching staff. Yeah, and and apparently, you know, you've got J.D. Williams coming in as the cornerbacks coach and uh, Jamie Christensen as the running backs coach. So he's already starting to fill some of those positions. There's no word yet as to who the offensive coach and defensive coordinators are going to be that's still something we're still trying to dig into but as far as these two what do you think Lorenzo pretty solid hires here Uh, I like it and here's the thing JD Williams has a strong reputation as a recruiter he was Tony Sanchez's right-hand man during this UNLV recruiting period it was Williams who would head out to Fresno and the Central Valley in general and try to pilfer out like what was in Fresno State's backyard. And he managed to come up with Charles Williams, the great running back for Bullard. And we all saw what Williams did in his game against Fresno State. So Williams has a strong recruiting background. Christian coaches running back. So, you know, he's going to be a beneficiary in trying to develop the talent at running back for Fresno State. And most important of all, these guys know Fresno State. I mean, they played here. They know the expectations. They know all about the toughness that Jim Sweeney tried to instill and also what Pat Hill tried to instill. So, you know, in short, I actually do like these hires. Yeah, they, they should be, they, you know, they should fill out those positions nicely. I mean, they've got the background uh, and, and know the area as far as recruiting. That is one of the biggest things, one of the biggest stipulations that, uh, Tedford is trying to put on on some of these uh, assistant coaches is that they know the area so that they can reconnect locally with the high schools in this area. And these two should be able to do that and hit the ground running as soon as they come in here, don't you I, think? I, I'll say this about Williams. He knows Edison High. He knows the coaches there. He's close to them because he helped recruit David Tate. He knows Bullard High in Don Arax because, again, he recruited Charles Williams. He's also familiar with the Clovis Unified Schools and the schools outside of Fresno and Clovis. So, I mean, one of the things that resonated with me when Jeff Tedford was introduced is he wanted to rebuild the relationship between Fresno State and the local high schools. And now having J.D. Williams on back on board, back with the Bulldogs, that's going to take it to newer heights right there. Yeah, so it's it's it you know the them connecting with the local high schools that's not going to be a problem now. I mean they 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 have those relationships already developed there, and it's something that was lost with the Deruder era, and bringing in coaches like this with already with a footprint here in the valley should help with recruiting locally. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, Lucio. It was a mistake on Tim Deruder's part to give Pete Germano the Central Valley area for recruiting because Germano knew absolutely nothing about these high school kids. He, uh, 
Danny, there, there was the stories about how Germano would either be very slow with trying to get a Central Valley kid or just wasn't interested at all. But the bottom line is this. Germano never truly had a previous relationship with the high school coaches in the Fresno-Clovis area. You need a guy who knows that area. I've been saying it for a long time. I, I've been saying how guys like maybe a Corey Hall, a Ricky Manning, or just somebody who played at Fresno State or played high school ball in the area would be a beneficiary for recruiting. And another name, too, was Tim McDonald. But you know what? I like the J.D. Williams uh, situation. And, you know, who better than to bring in a guy who already knows those area high schools and has recruited from those high schools before? Yeah, and and, and to follow up with that, Germano, uh, you know, I, the last game that I went to, Germano was there, and he was watching some of these players and uh, more times than not, I, I caught him uh, asking other people, who is that kid? Who is that kid? Who has that kid? I mean, all they've been playing all season long, and you don't know who that kid is here locally. That, to me, was a red flag that Germano really did not know the kids in the area. Like you said, um, they focused so much on going out of state, they kind of forgot about the players here in state. And, um, yeah. and, and it's showing as far as uh, the players here. And it, not only that, it goes back to even when Tyler Horton was at Edison because I had a source say that Horton returned a punt return. Germano was one of the guys who's there, and he's asking, who was that kid? And people are looking at him like, that's Tyler Horton. He already has 10 offers. Yeah, so it, you know, there's players here in the Valley who are very talented, and some of them are going under the radar and you know that's where Fresno State should be taking advantage of, and are really you know missing the mark on some of these players. But hopefully that can start turning around here coming up. And again, I mean, just going back with the uh, the Williams with the Williams hire. I mean, again, I, I wouldn't doubt Lucio that he's not going to be the only one who's going to come in with that Central Valley background. I mean, I'm sure Tefford's going to be Fresno State heavy or. Maybe somebody who worked with Tedford before, but I wouldn't doubt that this staff is predominantly going to be Fresno State heavy. Now, there is other names kind of floating around for other positions as far as the assistant coaches are concerned. Uh, maybe even there's even some names being floated around for the offensive and defensive coordinators. But the, those are names that we're not willing to share here on our free podcast. If you want to know about those, you, you need to head over to our uh, our premium boards over at the bar. Be board. a subscriber. I mean, I know you guys are doing your Black Friday shopping, but you know what? I'm sure we don't charge $400 to be a subscriber. No, it's we don't char- it, yeah. it, It's basically $10 a month. It's $10 a month. And if you go over, I believe right now, well, I, I think the special is over. But if you, if you constantly watch uh, what the Bark Board does, even if you sign up for just being a free member on the Bark Board, at times we will put out specials that you can take advantage of uh, there's been one where you you sign up and you get the, your first six months for free. So you can do that. You just got to be people, on there. Like we're cheaper than a Beats by Dre headphone. All right. <laughs> and uh, and we'll tell you, we give out a lot of good information on our premium boards. Sometimes weeks before it gets out to the general public. Uh, so we usually have information before the news outlets do, and that's saying something for us. So uh, we we do we are very well grounded with our sources over at the Bark Board. And I won't mention any names as well. We actually have people in the news industry in Fresno who hit us up for information. That is correct. We have, 
And we have that good working working relationship. Every so often, they hit us up for info, and that's what we do. Now, uh, on another subject, Lorenzo, one that you hit it on upon your uh, Facebook page uh, is, you know, we don't work for Fresno State. Nope. <laughs> we are not affiliated with Fresno State. Nope. A- and all we do is report the news and help the recruits get exposure out there. And that's basically the type of relationship that we have with Fresno State. We are full media creden- fully media credentialed, but we have no affiliation with the university. So, yeah, and you know what? I know I mentioned it in the last podcast, but unfortunately I have to mention it again because I guess not everyone got the memo. But, I mean, here's the thing. It's like I want – I want you guys to find like what you're looking for, whether if you're a college coach or a recruit or a parent of a recruit. But I mean, again, just if you're going to message us asking to get you a scholarship or get you some kind of job at Fresno State, we're we're the wrong people to go to. <laughs> and as it was, it's funny because um, there was a um, an unnamed parent through San Jose State and also another one through Nevada who who was wondering, like, what do you know about which head coach they're, co- they're bringing in and that sort of thing. It's like, well, we don't know because, you know, I don't really go out to San Jose State or Nevada, and I don't work for those universities either. So I think the bottom line is this. is like people tend to look at the media, and they think that, oh, if I get connected to somebody in the media, I'm going to get any job or I'm going to get my offer, that sort of thing. Well, no, it's not the case because the role that Lucio and I have is that we cover Fresno State but we don't work for Fresno State. And not only that, there's times in which we don't realistically work with Fresno State, even though we could actually build a report with whoever's at Fresno State and they can provide any kind of information we need for our podcasts, for our reports, that sort of thing, regardless of its coach or maybe somebody in the media relations department. It's no different everywhere else. I mean, the university doesn't write our checks, and you know what's the same thing with some of the other media outlets at Fresno? It's like, they don't work for Fresno State. They work with and they cover Fresno State. Most of the time, it's the latter. They cover Fresno State. Yeah, and we just we just had to put that out there because, again, we're, we're having people approach us as far as uh, trying to get their name in uh, either for a coaching job or uh, a parent approaching us to try and get their kid a uh, scholarship. And, you know, Lorenzo and I will do what we can as far as getting exposure for your kid, uh, but there's only so much we can do. Uh, exactly. We, we don't offer the scholarships. <laughs> years ago, I won't mention the parent's name, but a parent, a parent ticked me off. I mean, I have to keep it PG, like I said earlier, but a parent ticked me off because he thought a million articles on his kid was going to get him scholarships. It doesn't work that way, all right? We can't mention a kid's name a million times on our podcast. We can't write a million articles on your kid because it's not fair for some of those other hardworking kids out there. Yeah, and and, Again, yeah. and that's, that's par for the course. I mean, it happens. But, you know, I, I guess why don't we jump back in again to, to the Fresno State coverage again. Fresno State has put out a couple of offers, Lorenzo. And, uh, w- you know, who do you want to start off with? Uh, well, well let, why don't we start off with the first one. And I'm also going to put this out there before anybody jumps the gun. I've had people asking me this question a lot. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clarify right now. I'm not related to Jorge Reyna. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with that, that is Fresno State's latest commitment. Uh, uh, it's Jorge Reina, right? Is what his name is. Yeah, well, the in in, his, in Spanish it's Jorge, but I mean there George. are those people out there who pronounce it George or Georgie. <laughs> George George Reina, uh, quarterback, and uh, he is a JC quarterback being brought in, and I believe he is a. Uh, an early transfer. Uh, yes, yeah, so he is a mid-year transfer. So that for anybody who's not well versed in that, it basically means that he's eligible to enroll at Fresno State in January, and he's eligible to participate in the spring practices with Fresno State. Yeah, so he right there, it shows you what Tedford is already thinking. He needs to bring in a quarterback to try and solidify uh, that position. And it opens up speculation of what is going to be happening with the quarterbacks at Fresno State, something that we've already gone over uh, a couple of times in our premium board. So, uh, you know, there's a little more to it than you think. So if you want to know more, again, mm-hmm. head to the premium board. But, you know, Lorenzo, what what type of player is uh, George Reyna? I mean, have you had a chance to kind of take a look at him? You know, I I did take a glance at his film and I could tell that he brings that dual threat capabilities because he was extremely effective on read option keeper plays. But I was impressed with his ability to stand in the pocket and unleash the deep ball. Now, moving forward, I feel like I still need to see what his consistency level is when it comes to the short game and also if he can adjust to a lot more exotic looking defenses like 335 looks or 425 because a lot of the defenses he went against were basically a basic front but you know I am convinced he did put up some astronomical numbers at West Los Angeles College and you know Tedford's been in this situation before with getting a Juco guy I mean look yep. at who he brought in at Cal yeah, and and you know he he didn't turn out to be very good at all, did he? Um, but <laughs> no, I, I I don't think Aaron Rodgers turned out to be any good. <laughs> Not we're playing, <laughs> but it's it's you know it's something that you you know you can see already the type of pattern that uh, Tedford is already taking. He's gonna go after these JC guys mainly because there's positions that need to be filled on this Bulldog roster that really. Uh, are in dire needs and you know there's 65 scholarship players on the team before they graduate right now after they leave the team I believe there's going to be around 52 left on uh, on the roster with scholarships and you know that's that's a big problem they need to try to fill out this roster and by doing so he's going to in the first year or so he's going to use these JC players to kind of try and fill the gaps and we're starting to see that trend because who's the next player that uh, that committed to Fresno State? Gunnar Javernick out in Ventura College in my neck of the woods. And interestingly, he was a former college basketball player, and now he's transitioning to football. So this is sort of like an Antonio Gates-like story, especially since he's playing tight end. Yeah, and that tells you again another JC player who's going to be coming into Fresno State. And it's in a position – that has left a lot of Fresno State fans scratching their heads as to why the tight ends have not been used properly, which could lead to the fact of why a couple of Fresno State players left the program because they feel like they weren't being utilized correctly at the tight end position. And and not only that, it was kind of redundant to bring in Joe Bernardi and make him tight end coach if you weren't going to use the tight end. 
Yeah, exactly. And the tight ends were way, they were just way underutilized uh, this past season, the least past few seasons. And, uh, you know, that's something that Fresno State used to use quite often and were very successful was that tight end position. And many think that Tedford is going to try to bring that back here to Fresno State and maybe, you know, get things going again with the tight end position. And this addition could be a good one. So what's your breakdown on him, Lorenzo? He is a big target at six foot seven, two hundred forty five pounds. I mean, he already has that small forward size, but I was impressed with how he was able to dominate in the red zone and just how much space he created between himself and his defender. Now, one of the things that also sticks out, and I'm sure that Tefford is going to be implementing this as well, his run blocking. I mean, there was times in which Javernick was sort of like this extra fullback, and he would either he would either get on his guy or the guy would either have his the back of his uniform on the grass. So, I mean, he's a headhunter as a blocker. I think the the biggest thing though is that he's going to have to work on the speed a little bit more, especially with adjusting to the Mountain West slate. Because the defenders in the Mountain West, they actually are pretty quick, especially out in Boise State and San Diego State and um, even in the past Hawaii as well. But, you know, this is a blue-collar guy. This is sort of like a Bear Pasco type of player. So, And that's exactly my- what the Bulldogs need right now is uh, somebody that can really kind of dig in and knock some people around, right? And, and, you know, that's the other thing, too, that I wanted to, to bring up as well. When I closely look more at Javernick, he really looks like a guy Pat Hill would have brought in. And it almost gives you this feeling that, you know what, Tefford wants those like blue-collar headhunters. He wants those guys who are going to come in with their hard hat and their sledgehammer and go straight to work. I mean, Javernick doesn't look like anybody who can like set the world on fire or like make the ESPN top 10. But, you know, he, he looks like a Fresno State guy. He looks like a guy who could have been a Bear Pasco. Or a Steven Spock, those kind of guys. The type of guys that come in with a chip on their shoulder, and that's exactly what uh, has been missing here for Fresno State the last three seasons. Is- I'll add this, Lucio. I'm glad you mentioned that because here's the other thing, this other tidbit about Javernick. His only offer was from Fresno State when he was at Ventura College. And in high school, he wasn't really recruited. He was more recruited for basketball. So I can already tell that he's mad as hell for not being offered a whole lot of scholarships for football. And and that uh, that should kind of you know those are the type of players that Fresno has made a living on is bringing in players with chips on their shoulders, not so much during the Deruder era. For some reason, uh, some of these players just didn't have that that drive uh, to play with a chip on their shoulder. But now Tedford looks like he's trying to kind of bring that back to Fresno. That but another thing too is that Deruder. I mean, you could say well the players didn't have the drive. Well. I would have doubt the coaches who were there didn't have that same drive either. Yeah, well, they're no longer there, so that, yep. <laughs> that answers that question. Um, but uh, you know, moving on, there was other offers being uh, held, being sent out by uh, Tedford, and um, there's a couple of them. Uh, you know, one of them in general was a player that has been waiting for an offer for quite some time from Fresno State, be- only because his dad played here at Fresno State and you know that he goes by the name of Ronnie Rivers uh, what more can you tell us about this Lorenzo 
Yeah, so Ronnie Rivers comes from Fresno State Road. So now he hasn't committed to Fresno State yet, but it is a good it is a good move on Tanford's part because not so much the fact that Ronnie is a two thousand yard rusher or comes from Fresno State Royalty, but you know, his other offers came from the Mountain West. San Jose State offered him, Hawaii, I believe, also offered him, Nevada was also in the mix, but with the fallout at San Jose State in Nevada and now Fresno State in the picture, Ronnie has already told me that Fresno State is in his top five. Yeah, and so right there tells you that uh, he's trying to change the the perception of Fresno State and uh, offering you know a legacy like that. Uh, it it you no know, it, it gets fans excited because Ronnie Rivers is no slouch. He's a very good player. And so Lorenzo, uh, what's your what's your take on Ronnie Rivers? What's the breakdown on him? Hey, you've gotten a chance to kind of see a lot of his film already. What's yeah, your overall again, impression? Again, like he hasn't he has Fresno State in the mix. He hasn't committed yet, but Fresno State's still a strong possibility. As far as the on the field attributes are concerned with Rivers, I mean he has his dad's elusiveness, but he looks a lot faster than his dad on the field. He's also a small stature at five foot eight. Well, you know what? The father was similar in size as well. But, you know, when it comes to the one-on-one matchups where a defender thinks he's squared up on Rivers, that's when Rivers is at his bets. That's when he shakes off his defender and takes it 40, 50 yards down the field. He's the guy Freedom wants to give the football to. And you know what? Here's another thing about Freedom. It's become a good running back school because it wasn't that long ago they produced Joe Mixon, the number one recruit in the class of 2014. Yeah, so you know they've been uh, they've been able to produce some good players, and this addition it, it, should he uh, you know choose Fresno State, which is still a strong possibility. It, it could be a, a good boost at the running back position because you know things are in real flux as far as the running back position is concerned over at Fresno State, and bringing in a player of his caliber could really kind of help solidify things in there. Um, but Lorenzo, before we move on, uh, I know we were starting to cover some of these offers, but I, I almost forgot there was a third commit just recently uh, for Fresno State, and it yeah, was, was it was I a was local player. You, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of forgot about it. I mean, because he got kind of mixed in in the in the mix there uh, at the last minute. And and Lorenzo, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about uh, this local kid who committed to Fresno State? And you know what? Here's another thing too: is that this kid also comes from Fresno State royalty, but we did get the report that he's officially verbally committed to Fresno State, and. This is going to excite a lot of local fans, a lot of 559 and 661 fans in Fresno. He's a local kid, Clive Truchel from Clovis West. Yeah, and, and and that is help on the offensive line. Finally, an offensive yep. lineman has committed to Fresno State that is in the area. I know Fresno State had one in the DeRuiter error, but that one is up in the air as far as if that commitment's going to stick. So this yep. one should stick, and it's local. I, I believe it, too. And you know what? In looking, I saw Trueshell play when we saw Bullard and Clovis West back in September. And, you know, I could tell that he was the main guy protecting Adrian Martinez, that he was the guy, if they needed, like, Martinez to take a quarterback keeper run, Trueshell was the lead blocker. If they needed Martinez to have time to throw the football, they counted on Trueshell to knock that defensive lineman on his back. Trueshell provided just that. I mean, he has sort of like his dad's hard-nosed mentality. Now, interestingly, 
Trucio actually had a disease that caused him to drop weight, but that disease no longer exists. He's back up to 265. I wouldn't doubt that he'll probably shoot up to around 290, 295 at the college level. I think the big thing that he needs to work on, and this is always the case for a lot of high school linemen, Lucio, they got to be a lot better with their feet because when you're 6'4", 265, chances are if you're an offensive lineman, you already know you're going to overpower your, your defender. Well, at the next level, the big emphasis is going to be on his lower body and how quick his feet move, especially if Tefford might be convinced to move Trucho over to the blind side at left tackle. But, you know, I like this move. I like this verbal commit. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good addition that Fresno State is in real dire straits as far as the offensive line is concerned. Uh, they have struggled these last uh, few seasons, uh, trying to find a, a kind of uh, trying to find just overall the talent to kind of mesh together on the offensive line, uh, and hopefully he can come in and kind of contribute right away. Um, but you know, that being said, we'll go back over to the offers. There was another offer that was sent out recently um, if i'm correct yeah christian williams who's out in fullerton college okay. and he's a tight end again another jc player so uh another and another tight end so this tells me right now that that is the one position that tedford is really concerned about is that tight end position if he's bringing in two junior college players and not only that we'll mention it again we could tell that Tefford wants to utilize the tight end, and he wants to be a little bit more tight end heavy. It was like that at Cal with the pro set offense that he was able to run, and it's pretty. It's looking more and more like that he wants his system guys, and the system guys also include the tight end. So is this is this any indication that uh, Tedford is probably looking to kind of change the offensive scheme uh, for Fresno State? I wouldn't doubt it. I definitely wouldn't doubt it because, I mean, we saw the read option looks. We saw the spread looks. And the bottom line is this. That kind of offense led to a 1-11 season and four victories in the last two years. When, you're, when your team sinks to the bottom of the Mountain West, you got to do a complete overhaul, not just for your coaching staff, but the, the schemes. I mean, I... I wouldn't doubt that not only is Tefford going to switch up the offense, he's probably going to switch out the defense too. Yeah, so you know that leads to a lot of what we've been talking about in our previous podcast was what type of scheme would Tedford uh, be changing to? Uh, I'm 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 kind of done with the 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 read option running with the quarterback. I mean, especially when the quarterback never keeps the ball, it's it's redundant to keep running that same play if the quarterback never runs with it. And that's something that I think Tedford, uh, I, I don't think he was too much of a fan of that type of offense. I think he was more old school as far as like a pro style type of offense. Um, well, that's what happens when you work with Pat Hill yeah, and you play for Jim Sweeney. Exactly. And so that I think that's something that might be kind of looked at and kind of really tweaked, uh, you know, to run some type of a pro style type of offense. Uh, it, but with a high percentage, kind of like the the West Coast offense that the 49ers used to run back in the day. Um, maybe that's the type of offense he might want to put in here at Fresno State, especially if he keeps loading up on tight ends like this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of an indication of what he wants to do if he wants to use those tight ends. Uh, picking up some big boys like this kind of indicates kind of the type of offense he wants to run. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um but, you know, there's been other speculation. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned Pat Hill. There's been reports of 
Pat Hill being contacted by the University of San Jose State uh, for that head coach opening job. Now, we're not going to confirm nor we're going to deny any of that information as far as Pat Hill uh, even interested in the the job, but Lorenzo, what what kind of message is San Jose State trying to send here? Uh, they are desperate. <laughs> they are they are as desperate as I mean they uh, an ant looking for food or something. I mean, <laughs> to me, it feels like uh, San Jose State is trying to make a splash and kind of and kind of just put that float that name out there uh, as far as Pat Hill and to kind of help them. You know, recruiting wise, that hey, they're trying to bring in somebody that knows the area, or oh, and it's pretty much to me, it feels like it's just a big smokescreen on their behalf to kind of uh, it, get it, that it is, It's almost like the stir. It's almost like a stir the pot kind of thing, the way I look at it. And here's the thing that people need to remember: Pat Hill's up in his years. Pat Hill is sixty five. So even if you were to bring him in, I mean, you're looking at maybe not even a five year fix, maybe not even a three year fix. Yeah, and and uh, I find it hard to believe that Pat Hill would go and put on the uh, the blue and gold for a rival team, especially when he's well entrenched here in Fresno. He lives and he here. has a good relationship here. Yeah, he he has a good relationship. He lives here in Fresno. Um, I I find it hard to believe that Pat would leave for a rival school, no matter even if he wanted so badly to get in. And to, here's uh, another thing again. too. This is nothing new because Hawaii a couple years back supposedly also mentioned Pat Hill's name. Supposedly Hawaii also tried to make a run at Pat Hill, but Hill denied it, and Hill was suggesting, you ought to talk to my friend June Jones, who you had before. Yeah, and, and so things things are just very fluid right now. There's a lot of coaching changes going on in, the, in college football at the moment, and names are being thrown around everywhere. And another one that kind of caught our attention was at over at the University of Nevada uh, they fired their head coach as well and uh, and they decided to kind of float another name on one of their lists and uh, one that Bulldog fans are, are familiar with and that's uh, coach uh, coach DeRuder is being considered as well as one of the candidates for Nevada so what do you or, think about uh, that one? Fresno State fans might have forgotten about that name already. <laughs> I mean, what do you think about that, Lorenzo? I mean, well, here's here's the thing it it does it does make sense for a number of reasons. DeRuder is a former Nevada assistant. In fact, from what I remember, he was there 2005 and 2006 with running the defense, and that was during the time Nevada brought in Vitawa and also brought in Colin Kaepernick. Now, the problem with this is Nevada is trying trying to recruit the same type of players here out of the valley that Fresno State should be recruiting. And by getting DeRuiter, do you kind of think they'd shoot themselves in the foot if they were to hire DeRuiter? Because DeRuiter has not shown a presence here in the Valley whatsoever. Uh, I just don't know. Here's the thing. I don't, I'm don't. i not a fly on the wall when it comes to how things go at Nevada or how things are mentioned, like when DeRuiter's having a conversation about football. But if DeRuiter does indeed make a run at that Nevada job or um, – maybe just looks at a position, any any specific position through Nevada, he's going to have to really sit down and talk to the administration and say, I want to change my recruiting philosophies because, honestly, it didn't work at Fresno State. But I just don't know if DeRuiter is going to go about that. Now, here's the thing, though. To me, DeRuiter is still a long shot at Nevada, not so much because of what happened at Fresno State, but I'm hearing names like Andy Boo 
defensive coordinator who I believe is either at Wisconsin or Maryland, but Boo is a Nevada alum, and Boo's been at Nevada before. Not only that, I've also heard names like Major Applewhite. I also heard uh, an interesting name, Bo Baldwin out in eastern Washington, who's been very successful at the FCS level. And uh, here's the reason why I'm mentioning Baldwin's name. When you look at Wyoming, they're being led by Craig Bull, who had a lot of success at the FCS level, and now Bull has Wyoming playing for the Mountain West title. Maybe Nevada might look into more closely at Baldwin, especially considering that Baldwin runs an offense similar to Nevada. And maybe they might see that having an FCS coach and a successful FCS coach at that might also translate to a place like Nevada. Yeah, so everything right now is in transition. I mean, you've got... UNLV needs to replace some assistant coaches because Fresno State poached some of their assistant coaches. You've got San Jose State looking for a new head coach. Nevada looking for a new head coach. Uh, and Fresno- Texas is looking for a new head coach. Uh, yeah. uh, Oregon's looking for a new head coach. I mean, so everything is up in the air at the moment. And Fresno State's just trying to fill out their assistant coaches. And they can't even even make anything official at least until Friday. Friday, I believe, is the uh, the ending period for some of those assistant coaches, and I think Monday is for the off, uh, for the coordinators, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. And so those job postings have to close before they can even make anything official announcement. And then you've got the dead period for recruiting coming up already, December 12th. Yeah, December 12th. And so things things are are, are going to be happening in the next week or so at a very fast pace. So if you want to keep track of everything that's going on as far as recruiting, uh, coaching hires, all of that, you know, join the barkboard.com. Uh, we can you can get all the late up to date information on what is going on right now. And Lorenzo, it's going to be it's going to be a whirlwind for us in the next week or so. So yeah, you know what? Again, I, I I'm not anticipating things moving like a glacier. It's going to be a speedboat. Yeah, and it sure as heck won't be a Titanic either. No, it's gonna it's gonna move at a very rapid pace in the next week and a half or so because Fresno State's going to try to get as much done before that dead period. I mean, they have literally until December twelfth to kind of they, uh, get on the same page as far as recruiting wise. They have no choice because you know what, your team's one in eleven. You have a fan base getting restless and. I mean, there are those fans out there. I won't mention any names, but there are those fans out there who aren't too happy with the Tedford hire. And it's given us the notion that they already want Tedford to fail. Well, either way you look at it, regardless of people are on board with the hire or not on board, Tedford and his crew have to win over Fresno State and they have to start winning them over right now by locking up a pretty solid recruiting class and then going out and producing. Now, Lorenzo and Jackson and I, we're, we're going to, we're going to try to keep up to date with all that information, but as soon as it hits the dead period, we're, you know, we're probably going to have to kind of switch gears a little bit as far as what we can cover because usually that dead period is very hard to get any any type of information. Uh, if we do, we'll, we'll be more than happy to share it, but uh, other than that, we'll, we'll probably start switching gears a little bit towards basketball and, and maybe even some wrestling uh, for Fresno State uh, and um, – you know, we'll, we'll 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 keep the information coming out out on the uh, the barkboard There's still plenty of recruiting uh, stories that Lorenzo and I will be trying to cover on some of these players. Uh, but but as far as any type of Fresno State news concerning football, once it hits December 12th, it usually gets pretty quiet until 
what is it, January 12th is when it reopens again? Yeah, it reopens. And, you know, as of right now, there's a lot of home visits with a lot of coaches. And one of the reasons why they had the dead period is that usually the week of December 12th or the week following, it's the bowl season. Yeah, so we'll we will try to keep you up to date as best as we can uh, as far as football news is concerned. Uh, but like we said, we'll probably be switching gears a little bit towards other sports that uh, Fresno State has. Uh, but you know, uh, we'll keep these podcasts rolling and trying to you know bring you as much football information as we can. Uh, and I guess you know it, it's a good time as any as Lorenzo. We're gonna we're gonna start trying to change things up a little bit with the new year. Uh, I'm working on trying to set up a new system to where these podcasts not only you can get the audio version, uh, you know, here on the website or even through iTunes um, using the podcast app on your phone or anything like that. But we're also going to try to do a video version uh, and post it up on YouTube um, so that uh, we can actually add in some video highlights, some clips and things like that for, for you guys. And uh, and we're also going to be developing a brand new, uh, I guess we can call it a vidcast, don't you think, Lorenzo? Uh, it's yeah, a, vidcast. A, a premium, vi- uh, premium video podcast for our premium subscribers uh, that will only you can only see uh, if you're a premium subscriber on the bark board and uh, you know that's something that I, I've already talked to Jackson uh, Lorenzo w- will join us whenever he can as well and we're gonna try to do that hopefully maybe weekly possibly it looks like more it's gonna be maybe a bi-weekly kind of a, po- a vidcast but it is in development, and that's something that I have slated for the beginning of the year. So that should be kind of something different for us to do, don't you think, Lorenzo? Kind of getting things out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we'll 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 get things set up, and uh, and not to mention we're always trying to figure out new stuff to kind of uh, keep you guys going over here at the Barkboard. So uh, you know what, Lorenzo. That being said, I think we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up the show, and. Um, you know, is there any other final thoughts you want to say before we do that? I will say this. Um, I have taken some time off, and the reason being is because we – I ended up losing a close friend, and not only that, we ended up losing an avid listener of the show, James Martin Eberlink, who passed away from heart failure about over a week ago. But, you know, James always looked forward to hearing our podcast from Red Wave, also the Friday Night Football podcast. So I definitely want to mention that and also send my thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, you know, I'm sure uh, James also spoke highly of our podcast, and I'm sure his family will be listening in on this one once it's wrapped up. Yeah, so that's definitely – uh, you know, all our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and, uh, you know, it's it's going to be uh, one of our greatest fans that will surely be missed uh, as far as our podcast is concerned and uh, in everything else in life. Um, so, Lorenzo, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell people how they can get a hold of us? At Red Wave Report on Twitter, once again, at Red Wave Report on Twitter. Give us the thumbs up on Facebook as well, Red Wave Report. And also, you could give me a follow on Twitter at LJ underscore Reyna. Also, get the Barkboard a follow on Twitter as well. Yeah, and also don't forget to uh, go ahead and like the uh, Barkboard Facebook page. We're just shy. Yeah, that's blowing up. That's blowing up. We're just shy of 1,000 likes. Um, and uh, we are really trying to get that pushed over. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead and like the Facebook page. And, uh, and spread the word too. 
and spread the word. Yeah, and if also if you if you're a, an avid podcast listener and uh, like to get on the podcast app, why don't you leave us a review for the show uh, just so that uh, it helps us get the name out there for other Fresno State fans to kind of find our podcast. So if you haven't had a chance. Head over on, uh, you can actually do the review straight through the uh, podcast app on your iPhones. So again, that being said, I want to thank everyone for joining us and joining us again next week as we continue the ongoing coverage of Fresno State Athletics. So until then, have a great time and we'll see you next time.